time, this doesn't look as attractive as it once did because you're fixing your eyes on the things of the kingdom. I'm just talking about a thousand that have a vision for their heart. They've got passion for God. They're leading intercession on their schools. They're set apart, consecrated under God. And they've got a vision and a mission for their life. Hey, everybody. Uh, next month and in July, uh, we're going to have somewhere between seven and 10,000 teenagers on our campus for desperation. And, uh, and, and I want to talk to you a little bit about about one of the ways that we want to move forward as the people of faith that are inviting them into our house. See, what, what's going on is that we, we want to uh, invite them and call them into a pursuit of God that is radical, uh, that is intense. And our passion is that we would embody that. Our passion is that each person here would be living that out. And so not only are you attenders of the event, you, are, you transition from being those that attend to you are literally the hosts. Say hosts. Say hosts. And so our passion and our desire is that each one of us would embody and live uh, what we're calling teenagers all over the nation to live. And so tonight I wanna tell you that uh, nine days from today, uh, we're going to enter into uh, 40 days of consecration. And we're gonna enter into a 40-day fast as, as, as tag. Now, here's, here's what I mean by that. Uh, I'm gonna talk for the next two weeks a little bit about fasting. And I'm gonna talk a little bit about giving up uh, privileged things, giving up good things for the sake of pursuing God and for the sake of prayer for something. All right, we're going to have 40 days of consecration, praying for a move of God in our nation. Now, I know a lot of you right now are thinking, okay, that means I'm gonna go without food for 40 days. Um, and you're looking at me thinking, no, I'm not. And, um, and, and here's, here's what I wanna encourage you to do. Uh, when, I, when I was a teenager, uh, fasting became really, really valuable to me in my latter teen years. And I wanna encourage you to fast something. So I'm gonna be talking about fasting tonight and tomorrow uh, and next week. But my desire is not that we necessarily say, okay, all of us are gonna go on a 40-day fast. I know it, once you walk out of here, we, you know, when your parents pick you up and you're like, I'm going on a 40-day fast. And you know, parents you know, hit the curb and say, what? You know, so that kind of thing would take place. But, but I do want to encourage you to fast something. And we're actually next week gonna give you a card and all of us are gonna commit to those that desire, those that want to, you're not forced, but if you want to, you're gonna commit to something, to fast something for 40 days. And so what'll take place is that we'll launch nine days from today on May 14th. We will launch on a 40-day fast as a student ministry. And that will culminate on the Wednesday night, June 23rd, before we have thousands show up on our campus from all over the country. And our passion is, is that when they show up, that this is a place that this house has been praying and fasting and asking God for a move of God, asking for every single, every single teenager that comes here from states from all over the country. We already have 30-something states registered, and today is May 5th. Today's Cinco de Mayo. All right, today's May 5th. All right? All right, good. And... Um, and so it's only May 5th, and, and there's, there's lots of people coming. And so, and so I, want you to catch, I want you to catch that. And so our desire as a staff and as DLA 
is that you would own this, that this would not be something that the staff does, that this wouldn't just be something that staff and Furnace and DLA do, but, but as, a, as a family, that all of us would fast and pray. So we've been in a series where we've been talking about fighting for your friends, and, and the idea being that we fight for them in prayer, uh, we fight for them in the way that we love them and that we serve them. We fight for them in that we actually share the gospel with them, that yes, our, our actions demonstrate love and kindness, but our words demonstrate love and kindness by sharing with them the gospel, the good news. And the desire has been so much so that, that when we're on our campuses, we are taking ownership and we're fighting for these friends. And, and if we were to kind of talk about this next season that we're going into, this is a season where we're going to kind of own fighting for the teenagers that step foot on our campus. This summer, thousands are gonna step foot on your campus. This is your campus. This is your church. This is your place. This is your house. And your desire is that when they come to your church, when they come here and for three days seek God, that kids who are distant from God would draw close. That when they step in, that even from the first stroke, of the guitar from the very first worship song that kids would fall over and weep and say, I'm a sinner, I want Jesus. Our desire is that they would walk away with a a greater hunger and a greater desire for prayer. Our desire is that when they come here that this would be a place that God uses to literally awaken local church youth groups across the country. And the way that we're gonna get there is not by having cool bands, although we wanna have cool bands, and not by having cool speakers, but we wanna have cool speakers. It's not because we have a, build, a big building, but we're thankful for a big building. The, the way that this will make a difference is by the level of his power and his presence. By you and I, draw, James 4, 8 says that when we draw near to God, he draws near to us. And so my passion is that we would draw near to God like never before, like all of us arm in arm, hand in hand, and that we would go through a season of setting ourselves apart unto God and seeing what God will do. And so the next two weeks, we've called it on your mark, get set, because nine days from today, we're gonna invite you starting on Friday, May 14th, to begin a 40-day fast. We're gonna invite you to fast something for 40 days. And immediately when you hear that, some of you get scared and some of you get nervous and some of you start to think that that is the great mean God that says, I want you to give up something to prove that you love me. I'm not talking about bartering with God. I'm not talking about bartering with God. I'm talking tonight about an invitation that God has offered us to be people that pray and fast and that when we pray and fast, God sees our prayers He hears our prayers. He sees our fasting. And it's actually not a mean mandate from God. It's like a spiritual accelerator where we move into the fullness of what he has for us. And so that's where we're gonna go tonight. I'm gonna talk to you a little bit about fasting. Uh, I want you to get this in your head. May 14th is coming. And uh, let's pray together and then we'll, we'll, we'll dive into Matthew chapter six. If you're with me, say I'm here. If you're happy, say I'm happy. If you're hungry, say, uh-oh. Just kidding, just kidding. All right, all right, here we go, Matthew chapter six. God, I thank you for these disciples of Jesus. I thank you for these young men and women that have decided to follow you with all their hearts. We thank you for the invitation to be your sons and your daughters. We thank you for the good work of the cross. We thank you for the resurrection. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. 
We thank you that you have been working for literally the last 2,000 years to expand your kingdom on the earth and that we get the privilege of being a part of that in our day. And God, we ask, Lord, I pray for literally the fear of the Lord to rest on us as we enter into a season of consecration. God, we want, we want the fullness of what you wanna do this summer. God, we want more than a party for Jesus. We want lives changed. We wanna see schools and campuses filled with God. We desire to see whole cities changed by teenagers with a vision for Jesus. And that when they come to our campus in Colorado Springs, that they would come here thinking that they're just gonna have a good weekend, but they would leave as visionaries for their city. Visionaries that when they go back, fires of revival would spread across the land. God, we love you. We trust you. Amen. Matthew chapter 6, verse 16, Jesus is on the Sermon on the Mount here. This is probably the most famous sermon ever. And if there's anything that you read, if there's three chapters of Scripture that I, as your pastor, would encourage you to read, I want you to get Matthew 5, 6, and 7. Sermon on the Mount, 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 Mount. Say Sermon on the Mount. Sermon on the Mount. That's what I would love for you to get. I would love for you to lock in with the Sermon on the Mount, that you live this, breathe this, eat this, drink this, smell this. I mean, you lick this. I mean, you get this. You smell it. You eat it. You get, I mean, you get this in you. Matthew 5, 6, and 7, Sermon on the Mount. Matthew 5, 6, and 7, Sermon on the Mount. Say Sermon on the Mount. <laughs> sermon on the Mount. So here's Jesus, Matthew chapter 6, right here, verse 16. When you fast... Do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show men they are fasting. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, that's interesting. Say when. When you fast. Jesus' assumption is as he looks at people and says, but when you fast. Not if you fast, but when you fast. He says, but when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to men that you are fasting, but only to your father who is unseen. And your father, here it is, your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you, will reward you. Your father who sees what is done in secret, your fasting in secret, meaning not doing it for the applause of men. And sometimes, you know, I've been a, I've been a pastor here for 10 years and, I worked for five years before that in another church. I hear a lot of people, I, feel, I hear a lot of people discredit fasting because this one verse right here, they hear, well, Jesus wants me to fast in secret. Therefore, you know, uh, if anybody ever knows, then it's not in secret, so I lose my reward and I'm probably doing it for myself. And, and I just want you to lock in with one of the, one of, one, if there's anything that hinders you, any way that you can twist this to keep you from fasting, then you're missing the point of what Jesus is saying. Because Jesus is talking about the, the motive of the heart is because you want to fast, yea, unto God, and that that's a good thing. When the motive gets off, that's when it's false. When the motive is to please others, then it's wrong. But if the motive is to please God, if the motive is to please God, then it's, it's wonderful and it's, and it's right. So if you're out with your friends and you're fasting and you're like, you know, at Sonic and you're like, oh, I can't, I'm fasting, aren't I awesome? That's wrong. Does that make sense? But if you're at Sonic and you're out with your friends and you're fasting and you say, and, and you just don't, you know, and you just order, you know, just whatever you can, you know, if you're fasting hot dogs, you order something else and, and you don't make it a big deal of it, then the, the motive is right. The motive before God is good. And so a lot of times I hear people thinking that, and this is kind of the only thing they can think of when they think of fasting is this verse. And 
And I just wanna run through with you a little bit more than that because we know that in the Bible, we have Jesus even here saying, and when you fast, meaning there's an assumption that you're going to fast. And I don't think that he's thinking, well, there's an assumption that people, once they turn 20, are gonna fast or 21 years old or once they're an adult. The bottom line is that throughout history, there have been men and women of God, even as teenagers that have fasted. I knew a 12-year-old that went on a 21-day fast, saw a move of God where she, saw a, where she saw a miracle in her life, and so she became totally committed to fasting for years and years. I knew another girl that started fasting at 19 and it changed her life. She's fasting 15 years later. Idea being is that even as teenagers, we can fast. And two, it's not just this idea right here that where Jesus talks about it. We find it all through the Bible. So I wanna run through some of those because God rewards fasting. God rewards fasting. God rewards fasting. It says here, he will reward, he will reward, he will reward, he will reward what's done in secret. So I want you to get this. There is a reward for you. In fact, the way that you could say it is, is that there's more available to those that fast. Now, I know what you're thinking. A lot of you think, well, hey, I don't want to get into legalism. And so even to talk about fasting, all of a sudden, everybody puts our legalism card and we go, I don't want to get into legalism. David's going to preach some works. I'm not talking about that. What I am talking about is that out of the overflow of loving Jesus, and for those of you that were here on Sunday and know when I was talking to the whole church about that he's worthy, out of the overflow of going, he is worthy and he is awesome, that you go, man, I want to do everything possible to know him. So that means I wanna be a man of prayer. So that means you wanna be a woman of fasting. That means you wanna be a woman of the word. That means you wanna be a man that serves. That means you wanna be a person that gives. All these ideas we find in the Sermon on the Mount. And a lot of times we press delete on fasting because it's hard. And so a little bit of prayer, maybe a little, you know, we might be able to do just enough to feel okay about ourselves or maybe do a little bit of giving, but fasting almost seems like a foreign subject. But I wanna talk about fasting because we, we want to press for all that God will do. And we got lots of years ahead of us, but our desire here is that we would be a community that does pray with passion, yes, that does give and that fast. And in Matthew 6 here, we find all three of those. Jesus is talking about all three of those. And we wanna be a people of fasting. He rewards those that fast. Hebrews eleven six says, he rewards those that earnestly seek him. One of the ways that you can earnestly seek him is by becoming a man or woman of fasting. And so tonight, I'm not talking about fasting to talk about a mean mandate from a mean God that's gonna make you stop eating burgers and chili and fries. Tonight, I'm gonna talk to you about a God who delights in you that says, tell you what, as a way for you to demonstrate, as a way for you to enter into more, I'm gonna give you an invitation and a privilege to forego some of the things that the world has to offer in order to pray. And it's a statement to me that you're hungry, literally, that you're hungry for me, that you're hungry for me to move. You're hungry for my presence. You're hungry for my power. You're hungry for salvations in your friends. You're hungry for the word of God to come alive in your heart. You're hungry for whatever it is. All right, so... So one of the core things that I want you to get with is that fasting in the Bible and throughout church history is normal. So Jesus fasted. Most of us think, well, when we think of fasting, we think just of this idea where Jesus said, well, hey, don't fast for the wrong reasons. And so because we know that Jesus said, don't fast for the wrong reasons, we write off fasting as, well, you know, the people that fast are legalistic and like Pharisees, wrong. (laughs) No, Jesus fasted. Jesus went on a fast for 40 days. And most of us think, no, Jesus is the guy. He hung out with, you know, he was the partier, right? Isn't Jesus the guy that goes to the parties? Yes, but Jesus is also the guy that fasts. 
Jesus is the guy that fasts. Jesus is the guy that goes on a 40-day fast. So we find that Matthew chapter four, one through three, we find Jesus going on a 40-day fast. We've said all the time, hey, we wanna be like Jesus, we wanna look like Jesus, we wanna talk like Jesus, we wanna do what Jesus does. Well, here we go. <laughs> Jesus went on a 40-day fast, Matthew chapter four. If you're ready, tag, we're gonna enter into a 40-day fast. Moses went on a 40-day fast in Exodus chapter 24. Exodus chapter 24, verse 18, Moses goes on a 40-day fast. Elijah 1 Kings chapter 19, Elijah goes on a four-day fast. If you read about John the Baptist, Matthew chapter 11, John the Baptist, the forerunner, John the Baptist, the great preacher, goes on a fast. Paul fasted for three days in Acts chapter 9. Daniel is a man of fasting, Daniel chapter 1 and Daniel 9. Anna in the temple, Luke chapter 2, is one that fasts. Cornelius, Acts chapter 10, man of God, he's the one, he fasts. Esther, any Esther's out there? Woo, come on. Where you at, Esther? Come on, let's hear the roar. Come on now. Do we know who Esther is? Do you know who Esther is? All right, ladies, are there any Esther's in the house? Better do a series through Esther, Jared. Hannah fasted, 1 Samuel 1. David, David, King David was a man of fasting, 2 Samuel 12. Ezra Ezra 9 was a man that fasted. Nehemiah, the great leader who helped rebuild the wall in Jerusalem. Nehemiah fasted, Nehemiah 1. All throughout the Bible, we find people fasting. If you look throughout even the early church, the early church would fast on Wednesdays and Fridays. Revivalists throughout history have fasted. Charles Finney, one of the leading revivalists, he was a man of fasting. John and Charles, we John and Charles Wesley were people that were fasting. One of the things that we often think about is that fasting is for the super saint. Fasting is for, you know, those that are hyper radical. But when Jesus gives us Matthew 5, 6, and 7, and when Jesus encourages us to be people that fast and that there will be a reward for people that fast, Jesus isn't saying, hey, there, this is for the spiritual super saints. No, Matthew 5, 6, and 7 is like, the, it, this, it talks about our attitudes. It talks about what it means to be a Christ follower. And so the Sermon on the Mount isn't Christianity PhD, Christianity, the greats. It's all of us. Fasting is for all of us. And so when we, when, we, when we start to step into what God has called us to be here in this house, one of the core things that we're gonna enter into is fasting. And so I know that we've told you that one of the things that our staff and interns do that we fast a day a week together and we'd love to invite you guys to join in with that with us if you want to. Um, but this, this season of consecration, this 40-day this this fast, it's gonna be a season where, where we are going to try to join with people throughout church history and people in the scriptures who for a season gave themselves in a unique consecration, in a, in a unique sacrifice, a real sacrifice in order to say, God, we are hungry for you. We want you more than all these other privileges. So tonight, I, I really just have one goal. One is I want you to see that it's in the Bible. And then two, I want you to know that fasting is worth it. Desperate people, that's our name, desperation. Desperate people aren't content with how things are. And so right now, I don't know if you saw the newspaper on Tuesday, but the, the, the newspaper on Tuesday was talking about you. It was talking about how teenagers are walking away from the faith. And so, of course, 
the, the idea in our nation is that, is that people of your age group, even my age group, are walking away. And I know that some people think, okay, David, David for you to talk about trying to change that statistic is so dreamy. That's so, that's so uh, massive. But who knows what God will do when a bunch of teenagers on the north end of town start to pray and fast. I love all the time, I love in the Bible where, where people, where, where date, when David says that he went and he prayed and he fasted because who knows what God will do. It's when he prayed for his son. Who knows? And so I'm just asking the question, I know what everybody's saying. I know that they're saying doomsday, doomsday, doomsday. We're gonna lose this generation. And inevitably, inherent in that statement is according to the statistics and according to the evil trends, they're going to take over. And this burden is just arising in my heart and it's in your heart too that says, not on our watch. No way, we're not going down without a fight. The way that we fight is we fight like we pray. We fast. That's how you fight. How you fight is on your knees and on your face crying out to God. And so tonight, we're gonna talk about what happens when you and I, when we say, all right, things are not okay as they are. I'm not okay. I'm not okay with a bunch of people coming here this summer and God doing a few nice things and some smiles and people go back a little bit encouraged. Now, we're pressing for people to have an encounter with the living God. We want people to be healed. We want literally his presence, his power to be so strong that literally they go back and, and to see God move in power in their churches and on school campuses. And friends, just to be honest with you, we don't, we don't have enough yet. God wants to do more. And he's looking for a people that will walk with him. He's looking for teenagers that will walk with him. And I don't look at you tonight and go, man, you know, well, let's kind of dumb this thing down for teenagers. Let's just kind of bring it down. So 14-year-olds, and let's not make it too hard for 14 and 15-year-olds. Wrong. Forget that. Our culture does that. But that, Jesus doesn't do that. You, when you look straight through the biblical history, man, when you're 12, you, you start to step into adulthood. So welcome to TAG. That's who we are. Around here, we're going to look at you and go, what, what does God want to do in our generation? What does God want to do through you? We don't look at you and pity you because you're in puberty. Aww. No, forget that. I've been in puberty my whole life. I still can't grow a beard. No, bottom line is, is we look at you as young men and women, men and women of God, and, 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 the, and the USA Today is saying this about, about us? Uh-uh. No, we want, to, we want to enter into the fullness of God, what God wants to do in this house. And listen, it's not, about, it's not about, hey, we think we're special. It's just about this. If God has given us an invitation, if God has given us an invitation to come after him and to fast and to pray, if God has given us an invitation, listen, everything, before I ever came to this church, I heard the stories about the prophetic promises over this church about a, about a, about a youth movement. I read about it. I heard about it. I remember coming here in 1997. I know some of you were barely born. That's scary. But I remember coming here as a college student in 1997 and getting around people that had a vision for God to use this church for a youth awakening that would impact the nations. That was a part of what attracted me to this place. Who knows what God will do? 
Who knows what God will do if we respond to the invitation? But listen, one of the reasons, one of the reasons why a lot of people don't step into any kind of prayer and fasting or any kind of sacrifice is because life as usual is okay. And they don't have a vision for more. Tonight, I want you to get a vision. For me, 8,000 teenagers coming to our house is not enough. It's not. We are desperate to see a spiritual awakening in America. And as long as you're on this team, as long as you're coming on these Wednesday nights, we see you as one of the primary intercessors and fasting people to cry out for a move of God in our generation. That's who we are. So that's, that's where we're going. You go, I don't know, what, what, what is this place? I mean, a minute ago we were playing tag, and, you know, Africa style, and now we're screaming about four-day fast. Yes! Yes, we're going to play like crazy. Yesterday, picnics and everybody getting sunburnt in DLA and everybody's laughing and smiling. But tonight, we're talking about we are going into a 40-day fast to cry out for an awakening, to cry out for God to move in our generation. And it's not just in this house. But as we give ourselves to crying out for our generation, you'll be shocked at what God will start to do in your own heart and your own life. Reason why people don't fast is because they're okay with where they are. They don't have a vision for more. We've got a vision for more. We've got a vision for the city. We've got a vision to see God move. A lot of people kick back and go, man, this is a big room. God's doing some cool stuff. Thousands of kids coming this summer. Cool interns. Stephen leads a great offertory. Just chill, man. Enjoy life. Nico rocks. Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> chill. No way. No way. God's inviting some of you to go with us on 40 days of setting aside some of the legitimate pleasures of the planet in order to gain some of the spiritual pleasures of heaven. Set yourself apart and say, here we go, God. I want all that you give. Fasting is an invitation. God wants to do more and he's looking for a people that voluntarily say, count me in. Voluntarily. We want in. It's interesting when you look at revivals throughout church history. I love revivals. You know what? Prayer is always a common denominator. Serving the poor is always a common denominator. Holiness is always a variable. And fasting is the frosting. Fasting is, the, is on top of the cake. It's always mixed in. Somewhere there's a people that, that pray and fast. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, and seek my face. One of the ways when you come before God and when you literally fast, you're coming before him and you're saying, God, I want you more than iTunes or I want you more than Kentucky Fried Chicken or I want you more than Chipotle or God, I love my Xbox, but I love you more. Or whatever you're fasting, God, I, I, love, I love my girlfriend, but I love you more. Fast your girlfriend, you watch four days later, you'll be like, what's up, whatever, I'm done. It's the best way, this is the best way to get rid of that girlfriend that you don't want. And I'm telling you, what is, let me tell you something, I've been watching this for years, now, now that I'm the youth pastor, I'm just gonna say it like it is. One of the dumbest things you can do is date someone that you're kissing all over and you guys are walking in immorality as a teenager. That's one of the dumbest ways to mess up your life. So just right now, just know that. One of the great things that you can do is in this season, in this season of your life, man, go after God with everything. You got all your whole, I mean, 18, 19, 21, you got a long time for God to bring the person that you're gonna marry. But if you look, most people, most people, their relationships as teenagers are messed up. Just 
The wise people go, okay, let me do the math. Uh, no, thank you. Okay, anyway, this is a fasting sermon, not a dating one. We'll get there. But, but for those of you that are, that, that are like entered into a relationship and you want out, okay, 40 days, fast them and boom, it'll be over, I promise. All right, so 40 days. All right, we're gonna go on 40 days. Fasting is a paradox. Fasting is a paradox because basically when we come before God, we, we, and we fast, we're basically becoming weaker, depending on what you fast, you know, I mean, most of the time when, you know, if you think of fasting food, then, then you're, you're, you're fasting natural nourishment, okay? But you're, instead of eating, you're praying, and when you're doing that, your, your body may be becoming weaker, but your spirit is becoming stronger. And so, and so, when we go into this, some of you are gonna fast television for 40 days. Some of you are gonna fast Facebook for 40 days. Some of you are going to fast school. <laughs> That's a good one. Your parents would shoot me on that one though. <laughs> some of you men are gonna fast wearing girl jeans for 40 days, bless you. <laughs> so what you're going to do is you're going to, you're going to voluntarily forego something. You're going to give up something and they're not necessarily bad things. You know, McDonald's isn't bad. Arby's isn't bad. I mean, these are good things. You're getting rid of some things that they're legitimate things, but here's the essence, the core. God, I'm going to make space. I'm going to create space in my calendar for you. I'm gonna give up something and I'm gonna commit with the tribe of people, with a band of people to give up something in order to go after you with more intensity, with more strength. So it's a paradox because in one sense, it's less, you, get, it's, you become weaker. But here's the thing, your spirit becomes stronger. Your heart becomes stronger. Your level of brokenness for a generation becomes stronger. I've watched it for years. People that enter into fasting, passion replaces apathy. Passion replaces apathy. And so it's a bit of a paradox. And here's the, rea- here's the reality. Fasting is God's gift to us, okay? Now I know a lot of us think fasting, man, I knew there was gonna be a day where I was gonna regret David becoming the youth pastor. It has arrived. <laughs> all right, so we think, all right, fasting, that's like a mean God that's like, doesn't, you know, want me to have good things. It's actually the opposite. James 4, 8 says, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. There's a reality as a Christ follower that if you can live with something, you'll go without it, all right? You, I mean, you, if, you, if you can live without it, you'll go without it. So, so let's say that, you know, you don't need a spiritual awakening in America, then you won't pray for it, you won't cry out for it. But if, if you have spent time and God's put it on your heart and you start to burn for it and you desire it, then you will voluntarily say, God, what can I do? What can I do? I'm Scott, I so want this. I so desire this. And the invitation from God is to fast. The invitation, one of the ways that we get invited into, God, I'm really serious about this, God. What can I do? Is when you say, all right, I'll give this up as a statement that God, I want that more. So it's not a deal, 
It's not a deal with God. It's an accelerator. It's a, God, I'm hungry. God, I want this. God, I want more of you. And as we enter into this, there's going to be a lot of people that think you're nuts. I remember when I was 19 and started a 40-day fast, my friend was like, dude, don't do it. You'll die. <laughs> so he was going to school in California, and I was going to school in Kansas City. And, and uh, he was like, bro, I promise, man, you will so die. And I was like, I don't know. I was like, I think, you know, there's a guy at the time named Bill Bright, and he was challenging pastors to fast. And, and God in this season did something in my heart where me and some of my buds that were 19 were like, let's, 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 I mean, I know he's calling pastors mostly, but hey, let's, let's aim for it. Let's go for it. Let's, let's jump for it and jump in on it. And in that season, I don't even know how to explain to you other than that, my my hunger for a move of God went from theoretical, like I'm supposed to want that, to like, this is what I'll do the rest of my life. I mean, it messed with me. And, and I don't know exactly what God's gonna do in our midst. You know, I don't know, it's 2010. Some of you, you know, you've got seventh graders to seniors in here. I don't know in our story what God wants to do yet, but I do know this. I know that if we, if we kick back this summer and be like, it's summertime, you know, you know, like when we as a staff sit around and go, it's summertime, what should we do? Like party every night, <laughs> you, know, it, what, you know, like should we play more, you know, like wh- what do we do? Most of the time it's not like summertime, 40 day fast, you know, that's youth ministry in America. But as we talked and as we prayed and said, God, what do you want to do? This was what resonated in our hearts. And we believe that God wants to do something so significant this summer that this is not, this is not an invitation to be hyper-spiritual people that become legalistic punks. This is not an invitation to try to become pious super saints. Jesus has given the invitation to average, weak, broken, normal people that are so desperate, they'll embrace anything for a move of God. They'll embrace anything. And this is us saying, we wanna walk in agreement with the Sermon on the Mount. We wanna walk in agreement with the Holy Spirit. We wanna do what Jesus did. We wanna do what Moses did. We wanna do what Elijah did. And we wanna enter into being a people that fast for a move of God. I don't know what God has for this house and where we'll be in five years. I don't know where we'll be in 10 years, but I know this. I know that God wants to use this place as a place to set an example for young people all over America and all over the world, and that we won't get there by hanging out together, eating pizza. We'll get there by praying like crazy. And the people that pray like crazy, we love, we'll, we'll play like crazy. But the thing that unites us is not games and pizza and chubby bunny and tag Africa style. I wanna, I, wanna, I wanna rock that really well, but that's not why we gather. The reason why we gather is because of who Jesus is and what he's called us to do. And every single one of you are called to reach your generation. I don't care where you come from. I don't care. I mean, you're, that's what you're called to. That's who we are. And so we're going to enter into a season, 40 days of consecration, 
And we're we're telling you about it this week because next week we're gonna sign cards. We're gonna commit to this as a people, as tag. And we're gonna pray for a move of God in the thousands of people that come onto our campus. My goal is that all of you are there at the end of June, in the middle of July. Our goal, we wanna pray for a lot of things. And some of you will have specific things that you'll enter into and See, like when I was a youth pastor in Oklahoma and we did this fat, we did a fast. And when a 12 year old girl goes on a fast and she added, I'm gonna pray for something else as well as what we're praying for corporately, then when that miracle takes place, then, then she's, she's into fasting for the rest of her life. She's like, this is, a, this is one of the things that God rewards. He loves it when we fast and, and I'm in. It's not like bartering, it's not like I can make a deal with God, but it's a statement. See, and, and I think that will happen with us is that yes, we're gonna have a corporate vision. We're gonna have a corporate mission. We're gonna have a corporate, hey, we wanna see the high schools in the city filled with salvations. Hey, we want to be a place where thousands come and God moves in their heart. Salvation takes place. People encounter God in, a, in, a, in an awesome way. They get vision to go take their, their schools for Jesus when, they're, when they get home. But in addition to that, some of you are tonight, you're gonna, when you go on this 40-day fast, you're gonna see God moving in your heart to where in 10 years from now, when you're 25, this season will mark your life. You'll remember it. This will be a season where God moved. So we're gonna have, provide a way for you to pray for something personal in addition to something corporate as tag. We're gonna pray for the city. We're gonna pray for the conferences. We're gonna pray for this fall, we're launching missional campus groups all over the city. We're going after campuses. That's who we are. We're gonna have thousands gather this summer. That's who we are. But there's something that God's doing in your heart, in your life that I want you to pray for too. Maybe as you do a 40-day fast, it'll be to love the scriptures and God will open the scriptures to you. Maybe it will be to forgive an enemy Maybe it'll be specific to the campus that you're going to in the fall. Maybe it's a friend that you know that isn't saved that you want to know Jesus. Maybe it's for a prayer for your parents. I don't know what miracle you need, but I want to encourage you. This is going to be a fun season. See, I, I relate fasting. It's like playing with fire. You know, it's like playing with fire. I mean, without a doubt, without a doubt, it has the potential. I mean, it's, it's, you can get potentials. I mean, be hard sometimes. But with fire, you can do a lot of stuff. And a lot of people have zero spiritual intensity because their fasting life is dead. They got no fire on the inside. I want to encourage you. This is going to be, this is going to be a good season. When we fast, it's like putting a bullseye on our heart. It's like, this is the bullseye. It's like saying, okay, God, come and get me. When we fast, it's like making the bullseye bigger and bigger. It's not a deal. It's not a barter. It's not putting quarters in the Coke machine and, you know, a miracle comes out. It's all a, re- it's all a relationship. But it's saying, I'm desperate for the things of God. I'm fasting and I'm praying because I want the power of the Holy Spirit in my meds. I want, I want the Bible to come alive. I want an awakening. God, I'll fast and I'll pray. It's where God's leaning over the balcony of heaven. And when he sees you, your target is so big, it's just glaring. And he's like, there it is. See that kid? 17-year-old, desperate, eager. What's me? So happy summertime, Tag. We're going to go on a 40-day fast together.
Now listen, here's what we're gonna do. I wanna encourage you. One of the things, this is gonna be one of the rules, all right? Next week, we'll have cards for you to write out what you wanna fast. We're not gonna fast food, all right? And I know some of you just got depressed because you were thinking, sweet, now I'll finally lose weight. We're not gonna fast food together, all right? It's not gonna do food. We're gonna do things other than food, all right? Um, and the reason is just, just, just straight up, just straight up because... You guys, you guys need to work stuff out with your parents. So I'm not, we're not gonna do food together, but we are going to do things that you value. For some of you, it's a lot easier to give up cheeseburgers than it is to give up Facebook. For some of you, it's a lot easier to, to give up, you know, something like that than it is for you to give up television. But I'm gonna invite you next week, I'm gonna talk out of 2 Samuel 24. I'm gonna invite you to give up something that you value, not something that's, not something that's easy, not like, oh, you know, I hate broccoli, so, you know, I'm gonna give up broccoli or, or school. <laughs> I'm gonna invite you to sacrifice something that means something to you. I'll never forget, I'll never forget seeing kids go on 40-day fast where they gave up things that took up their time, and then they took that time to pray instead of go to the movies or watch TV. And 40 days later, in addition to their heart expanding because it was a sacrifice unto God, just the nature of opening up those windows and that margin to be people of prayer, God used it like crazy. Next week, we're gonna talk about real things to give up. We're going on a 40-day fast together. We're going on a, holy smokes, buckle up. Here we go, put your seatbelt on. Next week, we're gonna talk about what God's gonna invite us to give up for 40 days in order to pray for a spiritual awakening in our land. So will you stand with me? And um, here's what I'd like to do. I'd like to invite Nico to come forward. And um, I wanna invite, I wanna invite those of you that are fit in two camps. One is you're just excited and you're like, count me in, man. This is like rock on you know, here we go. I like the whole racing thing because I am in, you know, full throttle. And then I want to pray for those of you that are like, I don't feel in at all. I love my burgers. I love iTunes. I love Facebook. I love media. I love, I love every, every form of pleasure I can possibly get my hands on and the idea of foregoing something for the sake of God. I, I, that doesn't even, I can't even connect. But tonight, you want a tender heart. You want a soft heart. You want God to work in your heart this week and prepare you for when we commit next week. This is only a two-week series. We're only gonna talk about this for two weeks and then we're on. May 14th, we're on, we're going for it. So two people, two kinds of people, those of you that you're like, I'm in, count me in, I love it. And those of you are like, I don't, I, no, I, 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 but I want to be. I don't feel like I'm in, but I want to be. I, I know, I know that it's right and I want to be. If that's you, both of you, come forward quickly. Let me pray for you. Come quickly. Go, 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 go. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Does anybody want to get saved tonight? Like you just, you just like, dude, you got, y'all are nuts. So I'm, I, I, I want this Jesus thing. I want to give my life to Christ. Is anybody like that tonight? I just want to, I want to get saved tonight. All right, here we go. One, any more, any else? Keep them up, two. All right, all right, good. 
All right, any more? All right, a couple more back here. All right, good. All right, those of you that are getting saved tonight, just raise your hands high. Raise them high. Raise them high. All right, repeat this prayer after me. Jesus, I give you my life. Come on. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to follow you. I confess that I'm a sinner. I say yes to the finished work of the cross. I want to be a Christ follower. I repent of my sin. Save me. Take me home to be with you forever in heaven. Amen. Let's just give those people a hand again. All right, those of you guys that made that decision, right when this is over, go through this door right over here. And we as pastors, we want to hang with you. We want to talk with you for a minute. We want to give you a free gift. So come right through there. If you just got saved tonight, you just said yes to Jesus. You became a Christ follower. Go through that door. And we want to, we want to talk to you for a minute. The rest of you that are here to fast, hold out your hands like this. Repeat this prayer after me. God, soften my heart. I want to be a man or woman that prays and fasts. I ask that you would prepare me for this season. May these 40 days of consecration change my life. May these 40 days of consecration change a generation. Holy Spirit, have your way. Change me. Transform me. Make me radiate Jesus. I confess that I'm weak. And I don't fast because I'm awesome. I fast because I'm desperate. Because I'm broken. And you're the answer. You're what I want. You're what I need. I give you my heart. And I give you my life. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's give Jesus a shout out. And over time, this doesn't look as attractive as it once did because you're fixing your eyes on the things of the kingdom. I'm just talking about a thousand that have a vision for their heart. They've got passion for God. They're leading intercession on their schools. They're set apart, consecrated under God. And they've got a vision and a mission for their life.